Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome to the What Is That podcast, where one of us is teaching the other one how to manipulate. So come join us. I'm your co-host, Nana. And I'm your other co-host, Reem. What we did today is we took personality tests. So there's a personality test called the Myers-Briggs personality test, and it's not your typical BuzzFeed, like, what Disney princess are you? This is, I think, a bit more accurate, and it puts you inside one of 16 personality types. So we did those, and we're going to talk about one that we both shared. So we both shared one that was called... Wait, first of all, the test, how was it? Basically, it's one 150 questions or 140. Something like and that. And it's very... It's the same question, but asked in different ways to see how you're going to still react to the words. Yeah. Are you comfortable talking to people? Do you like being surrounded by people? It's just things about your your personality, basically. So then the test puts you in three personality types. Apparently, we're both extroverted, intuitive, and we're both prospecting. I don't know what that means, but we're both prospecting, I I guess. (laughs) It tells you things like if you're more like introverted or extroverted. So Nana got more extroverted. I got all three of mine. completely extroverted. (laughs) (laughs) And I got a little more introverted than her. That's why quarantine's been so hard on me i know you're someone who like from what i understand extroverted people their energy is based off of seeing other people oh yeah that's how they gain energy mm-hmm. it's like you start the day that's with what zero, motivates me and then seeing people brings you up to a five yeah. but then introversion is the opposite you start the day with a five and then seeing people brings you down oh. to zero so it's almost if you think of energy in like a zero to a five yeah. scale we were on a train once and you literally started making friends with random people you don't know like i love talking to strangers that's it's, a good thing. It's dangerous. I shouldn't be doing it. But <laughs> I mean, no stranger danger, but it's yeah. good. Yeah. But also, I envy people who are introverts. Like, I wish I can just sit and, like... I do sit and observe a lot. Like, I do make sure... I'm always well aware of my surroundings. But I wish I could just be a little bit more careful about, like, who I talk to. Yeah, side comment. Like, I was going to say, you're insanely good at noticing things. Like, we'll walk into a room, walk out, and she'll be like, that person was wearing this color earrings, this color shoes. Yeah. And I'm like... That my mind would never even think of that. I'm like, like very aware of my environment. I just know everyone in that room. I know exactly what they're talking about, what they're doing. Like I can just notice that. That's but insane. I'm not good at reading people like you. I feel like I'm very intuitive. Whenever I meet a person, I almost like automatically decide whether I like them or not. I'm like, okay, yeah, I yeah. like this person yeah. or I don't like this person. Like, and I'm stubborn about it, which sucks because maybe there, maybe I could be wrong. But so far, I've never been wrong. <laughs> For me, it's the total opposite. Every single person I meet, I always give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, no, they're so nice. They're literally the best person I've ever met. They're literally like so sweet. And then until they prove me wrong, and some people prove you wrong way faster than you think. Oh, yeah. I mean, first impressions mean a lot. So sometimes a first impression is enough for you to be like, okay, yeah. But sometimes people's first impressions, I'm easily tricked that way. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, everyone likes to give off a good one. But a lot of time you can like read through the lines. I was really good friends with this person. and, And you met them a couple times. And she was like... I don't like her. Like, I know I was standing up for her because she was one of my close friends. I was like, no, she's really nice. She just misunderstood. And Reem's like, okay, whatever you say, but I just don't like her. And she turns out to be right. Like, the person was talking about me, doing things behind my back that, like, I didn't want. Toxic. 
Mm-hmm. Now I trust whatever Reem says. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's too much. It's too much. I think too much. Maybe Reem is the reason that I either talk or don't talk. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we, okay, we basically researched a bunch of like psychology and facts. And we've noticed that the beginning eight years of your life matter a lot. Your family life, your friends life, how social you were in the first eight years of your life. That's when your personality develops. And it's really hard to train yourself after to change that. That makes sense. Yeah, so when I was a kid, I was an only grandchild from my dad side and from my mom's side I had a lot of cousins that were my age like we're talking eight cousins that were like a year or two between us you know there's so many kids that they don't really focus just on me so I needed to learn how to speak up Mm -hmm. even at five years old like if I didn't say I want this you won't get the attention exactly so that's where a lot of my you know extroverted comes from it came from Mm -hmm. I don't know I feel like I've always just been the same (laughs) <laughs> I can't think of like an event or something that like really shaped me I've just I mean it could not be like true that. I'm not I'm, I haven't been to a therapist who's like questioned this but this is what I think like you had your your sisters as when you were a kid yeah I did and that's who I usually played with but I remember like being a child I didn't I never had like a huge group of friends I always like smaller groups so that's a lot about like you know our introversion versus extroversion which makes a lot of sense in our personalities another thing the test tells you it tells you what people you are like so apparently we're both (laughs) like the Joker and Jim Carrey we both have the same personalities as them Mm -hmm. and I have an obsession with Jim Carrey tell them tell them (laughs) (laughs) I have a I have a Jim Carrey joke that I always make when we go on our Instagram stories by the way follow us on Instagram is that the area that we're in is where Jim Carrey was born and raised and I always say oh we're recording the podcast across from Jim Carrey's house oh my god <laughs> I find it so funny it's so funny she, she told me to stop doing it I don't do it anymore we're also like Gordon Ramsay <laughs> which I do have my Gordon Ramsay moments yeah yeah no I kind of see it in you <laughs> and uh, also Robert Downey Jr. yes I do see myself as Iron Man anyways guys so there is a guy that I just came to tell Reem about that um okay so when we first started recording this podcast we always fight over who's gonna start it and I oh used his God. you would not believe what Nana did I was like oh like I want to say it and this girl tell them what you tell me she pulled a knife on me she's saying it's <laughs> no, not no, no. <laughs> no but I started using mirroring which I'm gonna teach you guys about because I watched Chris Voss and if anyone knows who he is uh he's an FBI hostage negotiator and you know when Tara's taken like people yeah. he's the guy who like negotiates I've seen so it he has in to be bank really robberies make sure people don't die like in bank robberies when they hold someone mm. hostage there's always someone who comes out and like talks on the speaker phone exactly and like shows exactly. so that's, that's imagine like- being married to this guy <laughs> Oh. Or being his, like, kid. <laughs> you're not going to do the dishes, so you're not going to do them. <laughs> you just gaslight them. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to tell you guys. So basically, he said that every day that you do three to seven negotiations. And it's about, like, negotiations is not necessarily, like, a business deal. It's, like, something you want or need. Like, if you want your sister to do the dishes instead of you. If you want someone to go with you somewhere. Okay, I'm going to teach you guys how to manipulate because I it just worked on Reem. And if she was really mad. you can teach me to manipulate someone to do the dishes. Please don't manipulate people. So this is like, is this supposed to be? So why does he give out this course? Why would you willingly like teach people? Actually, his class is the number one most watched. And honestly, after watching it, I felt so powerful and so like in control. And like as someone who's going to do business deals, I want to know what are the ways to read people. I want to know why are they doing what they do and how can I get what I want? So I took a psych 101 course and you took a (laughs) manipulating video (laughs) approach. Good. Hey, it's a three-hour video. It's not... (laughs) 
So basically, it's not about the person who's the loudest or rudest in the room and who's the most aggressive because that's not how you get your way. That's how you prove to them that you're wrong, okay? And it makes people want to fight. What you want them to feel is comfortable. You want them to feel like, oh no, I'm your friend. And the way to win, I'm scared, <laughs> is to work with them to solve a problem so they think that they're getting a lot out of it, okay? So you built this like fake trust with them. It doesn't have to be fake, but I guess. What do you mean it's not fake? You're <laughs> manipulating. manipulating. <laughs> but he didn't say manipulating. He, his class is about negotiating. Oh, right. But I'm negotiating. gonna... <laughs> he never used manipulating in his whole thing. Also, picking your words... He's manipulating you into thinking it's negotiating. <laughs> because picking your words is very, very important. What you say and how you say it, okay? So if I say, Beam, you look so beautiful today. Beam, you look... <laughs> You look so beautiful today. <laughs> I'm insulted by that. <laughs> exactly. It's the way you say things and how you say them. So tone. Exactly. So and, does that and, mean and you your can't... words to be think a lot before you speak? Does that mean you can't manipulate over text? Or you over can just... manipulate over text. I mean, because tone, I feel like, and body language would play a very big part mm -hmm. in doing that. I feel like you have to be like next level if you yeah. want to do that. So okay, so first one is tactical empathy. It's not agreement. It's about seeing the other person's point of view. Okay, what someone's looking for. So for example, if I'm talking to someone who has a specific culture and I have to respect that culture, I have to make sure that they think I'm respective of them and pathetic of their situation. And Reem, which one did I use on you today? Mirroring. Mirroring. This is how you win a negotiation. You repeat the last one to three words someone says. Don't people do that by default? Because sometimes I do that as like a, a unconscious thing. Like you're like, oh yeah, that happened the other day. It was so funny. And then someone goes, it's, it's so, so funny. funny. <laughs> like it's like, um, you just I do knew it. this one person. I guess maybe they were using this tactic. I have no idea. I don't think it's a, it's an unconscious thing. Maybe, but she used to repeat everything I would say, like the last two words, and it, like I started noticing it so clearly, and I was like, okay, this is getting really like I'm not enjoying this conversation, making me feel uncomfortable. So you have to practice oh. these people. Most importantly, people want to be heard. They want to feel like what they're saying is important. Okay. I hear that a lot. Like people love talking about themselves. That's like the number one tip people give when it's like if you want to be better at speaking just get them to talk about themselves yeah, because you're the hero in your own story <laughs> and the world revolves around you okay basically when you repeat the last one to three words that someone says they usually restate their sentence so if i'm making a deal with someone and i and they say oh we can't afford you right now you can't afford me right now and they say yeah we have shipments and we have things i'm like you have shipments and they're like oh you're so right okay i can move things around and they just start like questioning themselves but obviously you have to know the tone and you have to sound curious anyways labeling people don't like being labeled it makes them question their actions so label them by saying you sound like you're mad you sound like you're angry and by saying those things they're they don't want to be bad labeling a negative takes down a negative but if you label a positive it will encourage it the other thing that he talked about and you guys can go read his book it's really good um it's body language you know this about me i'm not a texting person i am so dry on text oh Speaking of text, <laughs> I am so dry on text. I just, it's so hard for me to communicate through text. I always FaceTime my friends. To me, body language and tone is like bigger than the actual words when mm -hmm. you're communicating, right? Because you're just, you just like, you need to understand the, I can't find a better word for it, but the vibe, I hate using that word, but you know what I mean? <laughs> but okay, basically what he's saying is that people, obviously they train themselves to hide their lying. No one trains themselves on telling the truth, correct? So I if don't you're know what you mean. Okay, so if you're doing uh one of those tests, lie detector tests, lie detector tests, we should do one. Okay. <laughs> How they determine
determine if you're telling the truth or a lie. They first ask you questions like, what's your name? What's the date? These are truths, okay? Everyone has their own version of a truth. You're never gonna try to manipulate that. I thought they asked you the truth so they can monitor your heart rate at like a normal average level. Uh, Don't well, they do yeah, that so they different can see people. like what the Some people are is. more anxious naturally than others. That's what I'm saying. So that's why so they ask you a yeah, bunch. Just so what you naturally are. Because right. no one is gonna fake the truth, Yeah, correct? Obviously. But the lie, everyone's gonna try their hardest to learn how to hide it. But what people fail to do is trying to put the lie in the same way as when they're telling the truth. So if I, like for me, when I tell the truth, I look you in the eye. Like everyone is different. So you need to learn what, what people look like when they're telling the truth. Yeah, I think it does vary. So there's this guy and they found camera footage of him. That was the only thing they had where the police were interviewing him. They were talking to him about how he was accused of murdering his wife and kids. And the people, like they analyzed his body language and tone and just based off purely of that, they were like, he's most likely, obviously it's not mm-hmm. enough to convict him. No, I've seen, like, I've seen that. I've seen that. But he was like walking back and forth with usually pacing. a normal person. Yeah. Exactly. And another thing a lot they do is covering their mouth or covering or holding something just because people do that because they want a barrier between them and the person investigating mm-hmm. them. And that's why they do those things out of instinct, like covering people. Naturally, your people don't like lying. So yeah. people feel guilty. And that's why they do that. Because people don't want to be wrong. That's exactly. And that's why your body. And then if you try seeing it in people, you find a really big sign that people do is grabbing their phone. So mm-hmm. like maybe not not always lying, but what they're when they're anxious or when they're stressed. Oh, I do that so much. I do when, that too. When someone in a when someone walks in a room and I don't want to talk to them or face them. Yeah, I know. Especially when you're th- walking or when you see people from like your old high school or your middle school, and you're like, I don't want to talk I to know. you. And you grab your phone and you're just scrolling like between the apps yeah, because it's like an like I'm avoiding like I'm avoiding that situation. Yeah, and, that and then it just it makes you look busy. So then you're you're not very like it doesn't, you're not just standing there. Not, you're not approachable. They exactly. won't come up to you. So how do you avoid those people? How do you avoid being manipulated? Because nobody well, by learning wants the to tactics, deal with that. I think. So only by learning it do you know. That's why it worked on me the first time. Before because you didn't started. know, but now you're so well aware that I'm if aware I'm mirroring you, exactly. That makes sense. And then also they say the value of saying the word no. Okay. Learn to say no. No is the most powerful word you have. So when someone like mirrors you or tries to like get you to change your opinion, you're like, no, I'm stubborn with what exactly. I chose. Exactly. It's, it's also because <laughs> I find myself being like a little bit of a a people pleaser so i have a hard time saying no to people but during quarantine because i've spent so much time with myself and have put myself first i've learned to say no more often like when people are calling you they say do you have a few minutes i'm saying no but go on now in the back of their head they know you have a few minutes don't rant for hours value my time all right but if you say yes but please quickly they're gonna they're not gonna take you as seriously as you saying no but go on okay okay and that's what i learned from chris and i will bring more information from his book back so welcome to the segment of us answering your emails any questions suggestions ideas stories and you can just email that to our email in our bio or you could DM us on Instagram. Anything is easy. And it's anonymous. And Um, all that is in the description of the podcast. So one of them is saying that they want us to talk about people who talk behind your back then smile to your face and how to deal with them and how to leave those bad friends behind. Mm, This happened to me too many times. One thing I don't like about talking behind your back and smiling to your face is people who are fake saints, which are people who do exactly that. and Like pretend to be your friend and then they're actually your enemy. Exactly. And it's just, you know, like, 
just be straight up <laughs> yeah you know also like i don't want to be the person who's, who's going around telling everyone's jealous of me but you've said this to me like with friends you said oh i've noticed jealousy in her mm-hmm. a lot of people do it just out of jealousy or insecurity like people want to be friends with people who make them look better yeah like everyone wants to be friends with the popular kids because they're usually the best looking the but then they got- also put them down to make themselves look better and that's yeah. why people talk about other people in that sense I mean, unless you've actually done something wrong and you're going to go and confront them, I don't see why people should talk about, like, just doing that. It's just, it's it's wrong, you know? Um, How to deal with them. If you notice these patterns, I feel like just take yourself out of situations. I feel like it's okay to be a little bit selfish, especially with your friendships. You can sometimes train your friends and tell them, hey, I just sometimes feel like you're always interrupting me. Also confronting them talk if it's really bad and it's something that you've talked about and they still do it. I have a very easy time also cutting people off. <laughs> It takes me like I will stay loyal 100% until I find there is no more hope in the friendship. Mm-hmm. I can still miss those people. I just don't need them in my life anymore. But you know, that's the thing is unfortunately that's not the case for everyone. Like I feel like some people it's easy for them to just pull themselves away from that situation. But if let's say you're best friends with someone and you come to a point where you realize that this friend is not good for you, cutting people off is not that easy. It's not easy for you to just be like, bye, stop texting, stop calling. Especially if you're like, go to school with them. You see them every day. You share friends. You know, it's it's something that's very hard to do. Well, that's what I'm saying. You confront them. You say, hey, I don't like when you do this. Sharing your emotions is very important as well. Like talking about it because miscommunication yeah, talking about is your, like the your- biggest problem that causes mm. fights it's not making you weaker or you want to start problems because that's me that's oh, i don't like confronting people is because i don't want to start problems i just want to avoid all types of uh, arguments that's why i give in very easily as well speaking of fake saints i have a story that i could share of how i dealt with it and what happened to me so there's this girl i knew um give me a name jj jj so this girl i used to go to school with her and what would happen is she would do this thing where she would say i'm a very honest person and then she would hate <laughs> you with an insult <laughs> like i learned this trick that if like you can't if someone can't change something in five seconds don't say it don't mention it yeah that's a very good thing to think of and like sometimes just tell a white lie like you don't or like oh, sometimes white lies are okay your opinion to yourself you don't have to tell me it was so unnecessary <laughs> and rude <laughs> and she would just be like yeah like i I just tell the truth like i never lie you know and i'm like well you should that's <laughs> like that doesn't make you a saint you're just being mean you're just being blunt like that's not a good thing it's good to be honest honest but you know it's saying this is a good quality about myself but here's what's wrong with you yeah it's like speaking like context she'd say something like i'm an honest person your eye bags are so bad (laughs) i'd be like what like i why this is about tone too yeah and it's just just keep your opinion to yourself Mm -hmm. like if you're if i was saying oh you seem tired i just noticed your bags like is is everything okay it's different then it's different than oh you have awful eye bags (laughs) another thing she would do is say that my toxic trait like her toxic trait is that she is too nice which is always a red flag if someone tells you the thing that's toxic about them is that they're too nice people it's not a toxic trait like and yeah because you're saying to people that people don't deserve me being this nice but i am yeah like, and i'm, I'm always nice. the victim and that's the biggest thing had the biggest victim mindset and you know throughout oh my the god i've dealt I with her, so many victims this the past year that i can't even begin victim mindset yeah they just they can't 
take initiative and be self-aware of what they're doing they're they're not able to do that especially with like you and i i feel like we are very forgiving because we are very loyal to our friends Mm -hmm. so if you own up to your mistake we're gonna move on you can forgive someone who realizes they've done something wrong and tries to improve on that exactly but when they put the blame on you you're like okay you're playing me basically over the years this girl ended up just losing all her friends she'd do someone wrong and be like oh like things are very hard for me at home which is understandable but it's not an excuse you know and it's forgivable once or twice but at a certain point you realize that you can't be around that and the best thing to do in that situation is literally start slowly distancing yourself this is at a stage after you've confronted them like several times after you've tried forgiving them try to give them a chance to change because it's always good to give people a chance Mm -hmm. i truly believe that people can change no absolutely but sometimes you realize some people just don't want to change which is fine but your lifestyle your personality is not going to work with mine Mm-hmm. And that's why we need to, you know, go our own Especially way. if it's something that's just mentally draining on you. You need to start to slowly distance yourself. What qualities do you look for in friendships? Um, I look for someone who is spontaneous, who's down to earth, people who are not sensitive. I cannot deal with sensitivity because I do tend to make like rough jokes. We always do. Yeah. And you need to be able to take them. Mm-hmm. It's just like it, I will feel more comfortable with you that way. Yeah. Sensitivity. It's always hard to deal with people who are more sensitive just because with some people you have to walk on eggshells. Which is fine. Everyone is sensitive at some point. Also, um, honesty. Of course, everyone tells white lies. It's, Lying it's is normal. the worst possible thing you could do. Sometimes, as a yeah, but sometimes you lie to protect your friend. Like, I don't want to hurt your feelings. I don't want to hang out. It's fine to say, oh, I'm busy that day. Really? Yeah. I feel like it's better just be like, I'm just not feeling it. Yeah, but it depends on the person. It depends like, on me the and you. Me, me and, and you are close enough to where we can take that. But some people but some will people, be. Yeah, that's. True. Oh, so you're choosing not to hang out with me, right? All right, so I guess that's it for today. I learned so much. We answered the question. Email us for a next episode Uh, episode, if you want questions for that. And uh, thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoy it. Please rate it five stars because it really helps us be seen on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all the platforms. And follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. We're going to leave all the links in the description of the podcast. And share and tell your your friends. So, you know, other people can listen to it too. Exactly. And that was What Is That Podcast with your your co-host Nana and your other co-host Reem. Thank you for coming. See you next time. Bye.